You're listening to the B-School Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, embodiment coach and founder of Inner Workout. Consider B-School your invitation to becoming a student of yourself. So come on, let's get studying. Hey there. Welcome back to B-School. I am excited before we get started to introduce you to a new partner. They are an app called Mavely. So Mavely is based in Chicago. They're this really cool app that think of it as like a shoppable community where you get to save and share things that you love with your friends. What I really like about their model is that they've curated over 200 brands. They have a really intense focus on women-owned brands, which I appreciate. And so if you buy anything through the Mavely app, you get cash back. If your friends buy anything that you share through the Mavely app, you both get cash back. So it's this really cool collaborative piece that I haven't seen done in other apps. And I I honestly just think that the team and what they're building is really cool. So if you want to try out Mavely, you can follow me. We can be friends on the app, but go to taylorelease.com slash Mavely, and that will send you to be able to download and try it out. There's no cost to downloading the app. So it's definitely a thing that you can try. If you love it, great. If you don't, that's fine too. No harm, no foul. So we'll probably be having more conversations about Mavely in the future because like I said, I think the team is really cool and what they're building is awesome and they happen to be local to me. So stay tuned for that. But now we'll get into the show. So today's episode, Eating the Frog. If you have followed me on Instagram, you've probably seen me in stories talking about eating the frog, but I wanted to actually dive in and talk about it with a little bit more depth. So that's what today is about. First, let's talk about where the phrase eating the frog even comes from. I'm a person who actually like, I've had frog legs a couple times. I think they taste fine, but this isn't a culinary podcast. We're not talking about actually eating a frog. So Brian Tracy He talks about this idea of eating the frog, and the whole concept is that if you do the thing that you are dreading the most in your day right away, then after that, like, you've got all this forward momentum. You've done the hardest thing, so then everything is, like, all downhill from there. It only gets easier, which I can totally relate to, and I've seen this concept play out in other ways. Like, I don't know if you've watched the whole Goop Lab series, but they have the one where it's all about being in the cold and people will like take cold showers to start their day and they feel like if they can conquer that, they can conquer anything that comes. Eating the frog tends to be a little bit more task-based. So that's what we'll focus on today. But I have tried a couple like ending my showers with a cold shower and it was really hard, but it did feel good. I did feel rejuvenated. So maybe that's another episode. But I mentioned in the previous solo episodes, I believe that's episode 282, I talked about how I was kind of managing my business, trying to split up roles. And one thing that I noticed was that I was not writing the inner workout manual. It had been on my get to do list by the time I talked to my mentor for a couple of months. And I'd basically written like an outline in an introduction and I wasn't making that much progress on it. So for me, eating the frog, was this focus writing time. For you, it might be 
making sure that you make time to move mindfully. It might be a tedious task like doing your bookkeeping or cleaning your house, whatever it is. Everyone's frog is a little bit different. And if you're not paying attention, sometimes the frog can be hard to identify as well. So let's talk about how you identify your frog. For me, it was through observation. And it's probably not a surprise that that's the answer because everything I talk about in B-School is about getting to know yourself, observing your patterns. So yes, the answer is observation. Like I said in episode 282, I noticed that doing inner workouts manual kept falling to the bottom of my get-to-do list over and over and over again. So that's a really easy way to notice is just what keeps getting pushed back. What is the thing that feels easy to cancel on? It feels easy to say, oh, well, we'll get to that next week. Notice the things that you are avoiding. And a good question to ask is just, what didn't get done? What didn't get done this week? Did you say that you were going to go to a dance class and you didn't? Did you say that you were going to spend some time looking at grad school programs and you never did? You said you were going to write a thousand words and you wrote 20 words. What are the things that didn't get done in your week? Be honest with yourself. There doesn't have to be any judgment in this question. It's just allowing you to have an observation and then follow it up with what impact does that have? So if I said I was going to go to a dance class and I didn't go to dance class, what was the impact that it had? It could be nothing. The rest of my week went fine. Then it's probably not a frog. But it could be like, I really felt a lot of tightness. I felt like I didn't get to process and express myself. And I noticed that I was just really turning inwards in a way that didn't feel supportive of everything else I wanted to get done. I like going to dance class because it allows me to be creative. It allows me to be in my body and unlock this different side of me. And I didn't get that this week. So what impact does that have? Notice. So if you didn't look at grad school programs or you didn't study for your GRE, what's the impact? Do you have to push back your test date now? Are you worried that you're going to get a lower score so that you can't go to the grad school that you were hoping that you'd be able to get into? What is the impact? And if the impact it's, is strong enough, you'll start to notice that this might be a frog. So another example is like, does it really matter if you had on your get-to-do list that you were going to color code your books because you wanted a rainbow bookshelf? Probably not. But it probably will affect you if you didn't grab your GMAT or your GRE book off the shelf and do some studying. So that's an easy way to see, okay, there are a lot of things that didn't get done this week. We all have a lot going on, and there's almost always something that pops up that we didn't expect. So if it actually had an impact that is tangible and that affects whether or not you can get to where you're going, that might be a frog. And once you know your frog, you can start to figure out the best way to eat it. I personally don't like to white knuckle things if I don't have to. I don't like to just grit my teeth and push through something that doesn't feel good. I like to try and find a way to make it it feel good if I can. Figure out why the frog is feeling so slimy. 
and then start to address that. So maybe for GMAT or GRE, you just realize you don't like to study alone. And so that's why, is that you have this alone time and it feels too quiet and you feel like you have to do something else. So then you put on the TV or you put on a podcast and then you're not actually focused on studying. Maybe you're like me and you notice that you just get distracted. You are studying, but you have your email up and you see that something just popped up and it feels really urgent. So you you switch to that. Notice why your frog feels so slimy and then build the most amenable situation possible to help you eat the frog. The big thing to remember is that this is a muscle building process. So eating the frog is something that you will learn, like with so many things, it's a skill that you build. And so I started with just doing two 15-minute chunks of writing the inner workout manual. So before I did anything else in the day, I guess anything else work-related, like I would still go to the gym or do things like that. But once I sat down and was ready to work, I would set a timer for 15 minutes and write. I was only allowed one other tab because if you look at how many tabs I have open on my computer, it's ridiculous. It really stresses Matt out. And so I was allowed one other tab for research. If I needed to look something up, I wanted to reference an article, something like that, I could use that tab. But otherwise, I was just focused on writing. And then after the first 15-minute timer went up, if there was something else I thought of, something else that I was really craving looking at, diving into, I could take a minute or two and look into that, kind of satiate my palate of what happens if I don't look at anything for 15 minutes, which is a whole other problem to deal with. But would do that, and then I'd go ahead and set the timer for another 15 minutes. And it was crazy how much I got done. So I ended up only having to do that for a few weeks. And I made so much progress because in writing the manual, part of what was hard was that I had so much in my head and I just wasn't sure how to express it in a way that was actionable, in a way that other people would understand. But I had essentially written it in my head. I know exactly how I want the inner workout process and training and experience to be. And so it was just a matter of actually sitting down and say, okay, how would I describe this to someone? And then allowing myself to sit in the discomfort of figuring that out and writing things and backspacing and rewriting things. And it was really helpful. And then I finished the first draft in very little time. I also found by starting with two 15-minute chunks, then I often wanted to write a little bit more because I, I just got myself in that headspace. So it doesn't need to be. I was talking to someone about it. And she was like, oh, I just assumed that you were writing for like an hour every day. And that was how you ate the frog. No, we broke it into something really teeny tiny that I knew I could do. And then if I needed to add time, then that's what I would have done. I would have said, okay, two 20 minute chunks, two 30 minute chunks. If I noticed that I'm not making enough progress. So yeah, I ended up being able to knock that out once I made it the thing that I started with. And then, yeah, you start to see the momentum happening and you want to spend a little bit more time on it because you're already doing it and you're excited about it more so than when it's this big nebulous thing in your head that you're just trying to avoid. So for you, if you're like, man, 
I know I feel really good when I, I move my body, but it feels like a lot to go to an hour-long class. Maybe you start with an eight-minute HIIT workout. I love high-intensity interval training. It makes me feel so strong in my body, and it really challenges me. Like I used to do cross-country and track, and now I do HIIT workouts when I'm doing cardio or I'll go on the elliptical, but even on the elliptical or on the treadmill, I'm doing interval trainings. Because I like knowing, okay, I only have to do this for like max a minute, and then I get a little bit of a break. Then the intensity slows down, and then I can focus myself so intensely on going for another minute. And a lot of times, hit intervals are shorter than that. That could be 30 seconds, and then you get 10 seconds off. And it's like, okay, I can do this. So you can get a lot done in an eight-minute workout, and then you feel good and you have a win, and maybe you decide to make them longer. Or maybe you're just like, this is exactly what I needed. This gave me the energy boost. This gave me the benefits that I wanted. So see how you can right size your approach to eating the frog. It can be overwhelming to try and eat the whole frog at once. It's really similar to taking best next steps. What is the thing that I can do consistently to make a change? Find out what that is after you've identified what you're avoiding and create those situations to make it fun and easier. It's like the spoonful of sugar helping the medicine go down. But even more than that, I'm finding that the things that overall I'm avoiding, most of the time I can make them pretty enjoyable if I just sit down and think about it. It's when I let them stay in my head as these big scary things that I have to do. It's when I don't engage with an internal dialogue of why I'm avoiding it that the problems happen. So I really encourage you to get in conversation with yourself to start to eat the frog. And I bet that once you start to eat it, you'll realize it wasn't as bad as you thought. Then after you've eaten the frog, you do the work of finding out what the next frog is. And then you can create this virtuous cycle where you start to see something that's really hard, find a way to make it more palatable for yourself, move through that. And then you find something else that's really hard. And it's this kind of nice like You create all these situations where you get to celebrate wins, where you get to pat yourself on the back, where you see that you're maybe stronger than you thought you were. So this is my experience with eating the frog. I need to identify what my next frog is. It's probably going to be editing the manual because it was a lot to get things on paper and generally format it. But now I need to go through the process of bringing other people in on it, seeing if it makes sense, seeing if there are questions that they still have. That's probably going to be a pretty involved process too. And so I'm going to have to set up a framework to make that something that I can handle and I can break down. I hope this was helpful. I hope that you can start to eat the frog in whatever you're going after in your own life. Remember, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. You don't need to make this huge life change. Just start taking little nibbles and see where that takes you, I guarantee you it'll take you way further than you thought it would. Like, I honestly was surprised that really, it didn't take me that long to crank out the first draft of the inner workout manual once I actually sat down and focused on it. And I am I bet that you'll find the same. Like, you will probably start to hit milestones sooner than you thought that you would just because you're sitting down and you're focusing and you're making sure that you're actually moving forward on it. So, Get excited for this process of eating the frog. Also give yourself a lot of grace. For me, it worked out that I made way more progress than I thought I would. 
There might be instances where that doesn't happen. But what's cool about eating the frog is no matter what, you get to be proud of yourself for the way that you're continuing to show up and to get stronger and to build a skill that will benefit you in literally every area of your life. So get excited, but also know that there's grace. There's always so much grace. So I'm excited to see what happens for y'all as you start to eat the frog. Feel free to share it with me. Send me an email. Send me a DM. I love to be rooting for you. I love to be supporting you in any way that I can. So thank you so much for listening. I will be back in your earbuds later this week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.